You're listening to an interview with Janvi Achrekar on Meet the Author with Sonolog. Janvi, hi, welcome to Meet the Author. Uh, to start with, would you please introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, hi. Um this is a really tough question because introductions are always difficult, I think, and especially in my case, um I introduce myself as a short story writer, a travel writer, an ex-advertising copywriter, a freelance journalist, <laughs> an ex-art researcher, an ex-wine seller. So it's a tough one. <laughs> Does it depend on who you're talking to? Um no, I mean it's it's you know I you mean when people ask me <laughs> yeah, when people ask me, you know, what have you done or even what you do, you know, it's it's a tough one because it's within writing itself I've I've, I've pretty much done quite a bit so it's difficult to define or slot myself into anyone so then it's an unfair question to <laughs> to ask you <laughs> so tell us a little about your journey um you have a new book coming out yes? that's right i have a new book coming out and what is your book about uh it's called window seat um it's a collection of short stories they're 13 30 uh, sorry short stories Could you say that again? yeah um yeah it's it's a collection my new sorry i'll just start again. <laughs> my new book is a collection of 30 uh, short stories and uh, they I've, i wrote them over a period of time and uh, they're basically based set in bombay so is there a particular genre that the stories are in uh not really they're uh, very contemporary uh, something that you know young people can relate with people across the socio economic spectrum okay so are they for a young audience like 18 to 24 or older? no they're they're for everyone okay so how did you get started um you've written before you've been a short story writer and you've written about travel and you've done art research when did you when did you start writing was there a seminal moment when you picked up your book and said or a notebook and a pen and said i'm going to write yes i think i uh, always thought about writing pretty much all my life but uh, it was um uh, about 10 or 11 years ago that i said you know i'm never going to be a writer unless i actually sit down and write something so i wrote my first short story um, 11 years ago and uh, then of course there was a long break because i was in advertising and it never really gave me the chance or the time to to write what kind of reception did your first story have did you have it published no i didn't share it with anyone <laughs> Very good. So it sat in a drawer. <laughs> it sat. It sat in the yeah in the computer actually. <laughs> so uh, then um, I think when I was completely frustrated with advertising, about um, I think about five or six years after that first story is when I decided to uh, do a complete collection, and I went about it in a dedicated way where I dedicate every weekend to uh, a particular story. Wow. So then tell us for other people who are aspiring writers and have a story in their head or 15, how do you go about getting it published? That's the toughest one because I think I had my collection in about a year's time after that. And I quit my job. I thought my, you know, I'm all set. My stories are ready. I can freelance and uh, you know, I'll get them published. And uh, publishing looking for a publisher was a full-time job. <laughs> so yes. it's a good thing that I quit my job <laughs> because I wouldn't have been able to do it otherwise. And I had some really strange experiences along the way where uh, firstly short stories are a difficult genre to market. So most publishers would uh, send me these very polite little notes saying, you know, thank you very much. We like your stories but we can't sell them. And especially if you're a new writer. 
and um, then I found one publisher who's you know a small time publisher in India and I was really excited and you know we were in talks for almost two years and then they asked me for money excuse me <laughs> they asked me for money to to get my book published so I was like why would I do that I you know I resort to vanity publishing so yeah it was a very strange sort of journey it um, it took me nearly three years to find a publisher Harper Collins did you try to sell your stories one by one and have them in magazines and things does that how does that yes work? yes I, sp I spoke with a couple of writers published writers before that and uh, they said the best way to go about it is get some of your short stories published because you have to be published to get published you know as far as short fiction goes <laughs> it's strange but yeah it's true wow so what uh, advice would you have for somebody who's aspiring to get published um i think it's um uh, easier now to get published you have a lot of literary agents you have uh, more awareness um, there are uh, publishers who are actually seeking new indian writers they've realized the need for it but um, i think about 5 years ago when i was looking um, you just had to be either an indian expat writer or someone who was well known at least on the journalistic scene who had some sort of visibility so will your book be published outside of india I'm hoping they're saying that um, they will look at world rights once it's out in India. When does your book come out? Yeah, so my book comes out in February 2009 and uh, that's pretty soon now. So when you were growing up, who did you read? Well, I pretty much read, you know, I think in India you read a lot of, you know, the classics for children. So I grew up in those and um then i sort of graduated to more contemporary like literature as i was in college i did i studied english literature in college so i was in st xavier's which was a tremendous experience it completely shaped me as an individual as a human being as a writer i owe a lot to uh, st xavier's college and did you primarily read indian authors has that shaped your writing at all Well I think I uh, read Indian authors uh, much later because at that time you had very few Indian authors in that sense you studied you know you went to a Mulkraj Anand or it was a you know not even an Indian writer because Salman Rushdie is not technically an Indian writer although we you know like to say that he is and believe that he is Indian or VS Naipaul who you know who doesn't want to be associated with India but we we still insist that you know we go on about Indian origins of these writers but uh, I actually discovered Indian authors when um, I was doing post grad which is when i didn't have to do the compulsory reading that was suggested in college and i i would just go to bookstores and pick up random authors because i think indian authors at that time didn't get enough publicity either so um, it was just self discovery really and, and now the bookstores are flooded with they're them. flooded with indian authors people want to read indian authors there was a time when people didn't want to touch an indian author with a barge pole <laughs> what a long way we've come yeah. <laughs> So who are your favorite authors? Okay, um that's that's a really difficult question. You know, I get asked that all the time and then I'm like how do I define, you know? It's difficult to say. I mean, I like everyone from Oscar Wilde to uh Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> and um yeah, there's just so many there's and 
uh, Indra Sinha products and you know baby soaps and shampoos and things like that all the things that my uh, English professor in college had warned me against <laughs> so I went back to her and I said you know you were absolutely right and uh, I said but I had to have a job I couldn't just quit and start writing so I worked with an uh, Indian art auction house over here I was an art researcher so I was uh, writing in that sense because I was uh, working on catalogs and writing for book projects that they had but then I realized that somewhere the art world is also quite as commercial it's just that advertising is open about its commercialism and the fine arts are not so I said okay I'm and it was a good experience while it lasted though. Even book publishing has a business side to it, doesn't it? Yes, it does, yes. And how has that been? Um, luckily, it's been excellent because uh, my publisher, Harper Collins, the chief editor, uh, V. Kartika, she's a wonderful person. And uh, she's been with me throughout the manuscript. It's important that the editor believes in your book because otherwise it just becomes nobody's child. And um, although she put it on to an editor who quit and then my manuscript went into cold storage for a year, it's been revived now and um, she's been uh, very helpful and uh, very nice through the whole process. So what's next for you? What's next? Well, it's, it's the guidebook, so I'm actually struggling to complete it if I have my deadline now. And um, then I'm uh, off to uh, Scotland on a writer's fellowship. So hopefully wonderful ideas will happen over there and I have another book here. Excellent. So how, does, how did the fellowship come about? The fellowship uh, happened uh, through the British Council and it's called the Charles Wallace Fellowship. I just applied for it. You, you need to send in an application with you know, some of your past work and uh, you know, samples of your work and about yourself. So well, they selected me and of course I was ecstatic because I love Scotland and really love Scotland. So I'm looking forward to being there. How long is the fellowship and what do you have to produce when you're done? Is there any sort of mandate? Yes, there is a, a book project that I had proposed when I sent in my application. I'm, I'm not too clear on it right now, so you know, I can't really talk about it unless I have something more defined, but yes, it's a book project that I will be working on. For how long? I'll be there for three months. And your husband? Well, he'll join me towards the end of the fellowship and we'll probably travel around. <laughs> so all of your stories are based in Mumbai, you said? Almost all, yes. And um, would you tell us a little more about why or you know, how that happened? Is, it, is there a reason, a conscious reason or a subconscious theme that just runs through them? Well, I actually share a love-hate relationship with Mumbai. It's not like I love it terribly. If I had to move out of Mumbai, I'd be quite happy to do so because I find it too noisy, too crowded, too polluted. But at the same time, I'm so attached to you know the people, the attitude, the whole air. There's no other Indian city, I believe, quite like Mumbai. So it's a really tough one. And when I started to write, I'm not sure I really wanted to write about Mumbai. Writing was really an escape from Mumbai. But because I'd been here nearly all my life, I, it was the subject that was most familiar to me. And then I said, you know, I mean, at that time when I was writing, there was only two kinds of Indian writing, which was diaspora and exotica. So you either had, you know, uh, these beautiful exotic destinations in India, or it was uh, Indian expats and their, you know, sort of journey outside of India. 
So I said, why not write about Mumbai, about people in Mumbai? Because when you're reading, you want to read about the city that you're living in. And now, of course, there are plenty of authors who've written about Mumbai and some excellent writing. But I think when I was writing about 10 years ago, there were very few, very few novels. And I'm not sure if there were any short, a few short stories probably on Mumbai. So your title, the title of your book is Window Seat. And is there a story by that name in the collection? No, there isn't. Window Seat doesn't um, figure as a story in my collection. But uh, my stories are really everyday observations, glimpses into the life of the city. So Window Seat, I thought, would be you know, an appropriate name for it because you're always watching, you're always observing when you're living in Bombay. Well, everybody lives so close to each other, you can you look have. into everybody's <laughs> lives. Windows, in fact, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jahanvi, for joining us. It was a pleasure to have you and we wish you every success with your book. You're listening to an interview with Jahanvi Atrekar on Meet the Author with Sonologue. Products and you know, baby soaps and shampoos and things like that. All the things that my uh, English professor in college had warned me against. <laughs> So I went back to her and I said, you know, you were absolutely right. And uh, I said, but I had to have a job. I couldn't just quit and start writing. So I worked with an uh, Indian art auction house over here. I was an art researcher, so I was uh, writing in that sense because I was uh, working on catalogs and writing for book projects that they had. But then I realized that somewhere the art world is also quite as commercial. It's just that advertising is open about its commercialism and the fine arts are not. So I said, okay, I'm, you know, it was a good experience while it lasted though. Even book publishing has a business side to it, doesn't it? Yes, it does, yes. Now, how has that been? Um, luckily, it's been excellent because uh, my publisher Harper Collins, the chief editor uh, V Kartika, she's a wonderful person, and uh, she's been with me throughout the manuscript. It's important that the editor believes in your book because otherwise it just becomes nobody's child. And um, although she put it on to an editor who quit, and then my manuscript went into cold storage for a year, it's been revived now, and um, she's been uh, very helpful and. Uh, very nice through the whole process. So what's next for you? What's next? Well, it's it's the guidebook, so I'm actually struggling to complete it. If I have my deadline now. And um, then I'm uh, off to uh, Scotland on a writer's fellowship, so hopefully wonderful ideas will happen over there and I have another book, yeah. Excellent. So how, does, how did the fellowship come about? The fellowship uh, happened uh, through the British Council and it's called the Charles Wallace Fellowship. I just applied for it. You, you need to send in an application with you know, some of your past work and uh, you know, samples of your work and about yourself. So well, they selected me and of course I was ecstatic because I love Scotland and really love Scotland. So I'm looking forward to being there. How long is the fellowship and what do you have to produce when you're done? Is there any sort of mandate? Yes, there is a, a book project that I had proposed when I sent in my application. I'm, I'm not too clear on it right now, so you know, I can't really talk about it unless I have something more defined. But yes, it's a book project that I will be working on. For how long? I'll be there for three months. And your husband? Well, he'll join me towards the end of the fellowship and we'll probably travel around. Yeah. <laughs> 
So all of your stories are based in Mumbai, you said. Almost all, yes. And um, would you tell us a little more about why or you know, how that happened? Is it is there a reason, a conscious reason, or a subconscious theme that just runs through them? Well, I actually share a love-hate relationship with Mumbai. It's not like I love it terribly. If I had to move out of Mumbai, I'd be quite happy to do so because I find it too noisy, too crowded, too polluted. But at the same time, I'm so attached to, you know, the people, the attitude, the whole air. There's no other Indian city, I believe, quite like Mumbai. So it's a really tough one. And when I started to write, I'm not sure I really wanted to write about Mumbai. Writing was really an escape from Mumbai. But because I'd been here nearly all my life, I, it was the subject that was most familiar to me. And then I said, you know, I mean, at that time when I was writing, there was only two kinds of Indian writing, which was diaspora and exotica. So you either had, you know, uh, these beautiful exotic destinations in India, or it was uh, Indian expats and their, you know, sort of journey outside of India. So I said, why not write about Mumbai, about people in Mumbai? Because when you're reading, you want to read about the city that you're living in. And now, of course, there are plenty of authors who've written about Mumbai and some excellent writing. But I think when I was writing about 10 years ago, there were very few, very few novels. And I'm not sure if there were any short, a few short stories probably on Mumbai. So your title, the title of your book is Window Seat. And is there a story by that name in the collection? No, there isn't. Window Seat doesn't um, figure as a story in my collection. But uh, my stories are really everyday observations, glimpses into the life of the city. So Window Seat, I thought, would be you know, an appropriate name for it because you're always watching, you're always observing when you're living in Bombay. Well, everybody lives so close to each other, you can you look have. into everybody's <laughs> lives. Windows, in fact, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jahanvi, for joining us. It was a pleasure to have you, and we wish you every success with your book. You're listening to an interview with Jahanvi Atrekar on Meet the Author with Sonologue.